like what are the main things that we want to make sure that we learn today and what are the main things that we want to make sure that we understand before we leave? Are there any questions that we came here today with that we want to make sure that we know? Cool, so I can just talk for five minutes and we'll get out of here? <laughs> I love it. What are our biggest questions that you were saying in the family, Adrian? So, um, well, we were just on vacation, so, you know, So what we're going to do today is, and I want to really, before we start with anything, I want to define one thing. is just the fact that eating healthy and eating healthy for weight loss is going to be two different things. Let's start with this, guys. Everybody stand up. We're going to do the same thing we did on Saturday. Take four steps closer with your chair and drop it right down. There we go. I love it. That way I feel like I'm a part of the same thing you guys are on. Love it. I got my buddy here. All right. So when we're looking at this, I might step up. That's it. again, what's healthy for weight loss and what's healthy for just healthy is two different things. So what I want you to keep in mind is that, you know, again, a bowl of oatmeal is healthy. A bowl of oatmeal, if you're trying to lose weight, might not be healthy. Gatorade might be extremely healthy for you after an exercise or a run or whatever it is that you do but it might not be healthy for weight loss, okay? So what I wanna do is make sure that we understand today when I'm talking about certain things, it still might be healthy, okay? But it doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy for weight loss. And a lot of us are here for weight loss. Now the whole beautiful thing about learning what food really does, instead of just learning gimmicks and tricks and things that help lose weight, when you actually learn what food does, maintenance, weight loss, bulking, whatever it is, is the same exact foods, okay? So it's not like we have to eat different foods to lose weight and we eat different foods to gain weight and we eat different foods to whatever. The whole idea is like food is food is food. So when we learn what a protein does, when we learn what a carb is, when we learn what a fat is, we should just know when the best times to eat it, what we should be eating, how we should eat it. And by the time we're done today, this blank board will hopefully make a lot more sense. It just doesn't have lines up front because Carrie answered it wasn't straight lines on the board. So. <laughs> We're starting from scratch. So we're gonna build this out as we go with this, right? So the first thing I wanna start with is the whole goal for everybody is obviously to burn fat, right? And in order to burn fat, what do you have to do? What do you have to increase? It's an M word. Metabolism. All right, so what does metabolism mean? How fast you burn. Okay, we're gonna build up this definition. How fast you burn. Um, not fat. Calories, how fast you burn how fast you burn calories, okay? Who want to add to that, anybody? Carrie Ann, Lori, people that should know this stuff. Mine doesn't work, so I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's my thyroid, it's a, it's a Wednesday. So, is our metabolism how fast we burn calories? Is that it? What else does it mean? That's actually what it is, how fast your body's processing food in order to produce energy. In order to give you energy, but you're getting energy when you break down the food to live. Okay? I knew I heard it somewhere. Yeah. So, does anybody have Hey Google activated? Because I can do it, but that's going to turn off the recording. But if you say, Hey Google, what's metabolism? It's the rate in which your body breaks down and converts food into energy in order to sustain life. Okay? You look at that. Ask Siri. Let's pull it up. See if she'll talk to us. What's the question? <laughs> Definition of metabolism. Okay. In okay. order to sustain 
What's life. the definition of metabolism? All right. So we cool with that? So it's the rate of whatever a living organism in order to sustain life or maintain life. Maintain? I want to maintain. Yeah, yeah. Maintain's a bad word. Nobody wants to maintain. All right. So that's metabolism. All right. So we put in here how fast your body burns calories or burns food or breaks down food in order to sustain life. The next thing we need to know then is what the heck does that mean, right? There. Oh my gosh, it's like. What else? Man, you look like I just talked another language to you. Lugenschlagen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's a calorie. It's energy. Source of food. All right, guys, here's the definition of calorie. Hey, Siri. <laughs> what is the definition of a calorie? Did you catch that? Yeah. It's a science experiment. You don't need to know what a calorie is. But what we need to learn is where it comes from. And basically what it said is the energy required to heat up one gram of water, or one gram of water in one degree Celsius, or whatever the heck it is, at 4.3 times 10 to the negative. <laughs> All right. So people always come to me. Their question is, hey, Derek, how many calories should I eat? I don't know. None of us know. Okay, we have an actual, like where you guys did your body fat and everything, it'll tell you your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. That's supposed to be how many calories you're burning approximately per day. For all of you, it's gonna say between like three and 5,000 calories. I think that's bogus, okay? I don't think we're burning between three and 5,000 calories or else we would all be losing weight rapidly, 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 okay? The other thing, if you look it up, hey Siri, how many calories are in a pound of fat? Or to lose How many a pound calories are in a pound of fat? To lose a pound of fat is probably going to Here's what I found on the web for how many calories are in a pound oh, of fat. 3,500 calories is what they say is what equals one pound of fat. I also feel like that's an absolute lie. It if says you, you need to burn 7,000 calories to burn, not 3,500. I'm down with that one, okay? <laughs> that's not science. Science is 3,500. I am on the side of you need to double that, okay? So the whole idea is like, what is scientific and what is reality is also going to be two different things when you put it into place, all right? I got certified for personal training in 2003, I think, and nutrition 2005 or six, something along those lines. You start by teaching the book, just like everybody out of school does, and then you realize none of that works, okay? And then you have to trial and error and trial and error. Lori is a guinea pig. Carrie Ann is a guinea pig. Michael is a guinea pig. Lore is a guinea pig. What works for one is not going to work for the next, okay? But at the end of the day, your food is still your food, your carbs are still carbs, your protein is still protein, fat is still fat. So you need to go down to the consistent of what is equal between everybody, okay? When you are trying to do division, what are you looking for when you're trying to break down a number, or fractions, I guess? LCD, what does that stand for? Least common denominator. Least yeah. common denominator. I love it. Dude, high five to you on that one. Lowest common denominator, okay? So between all of us, our metabolisms are different, our amount of muscle that we have is different, our rate at which our body's going to burn calories, which is our metabolism, is going to be different. So the only thing that is consistent, our lowest common denominator, is that a protein is still going to be a protein, a carb will be a carb, and a fat will be a fat when we leave here, okay? So in the next 10 minutes, as I walk you through this, we can leave after that. 
but we're going to have an expand on whatever you need to learn after that. But the whole idea is once you learn what they do, it's going to be so much easier. So calories, I wish I didn't have you guys here, but if we're just going to say it's bogus today. Bogus <laughs> stuff. BS. All right, so it's bogus stuff is what a calorie is. Now, we're going to talk protein first. So if we go with protein, watch how I do this, period, so I don't have to make a box. <laughs> Boom. How many calories does every gram of protein have? Always and forever. Four. Four. Was that new news to some people? Yeah, I Dude. Guys, there's this amazing thing called Google. <laughs> the people who make the most money in their industries just use Google faster than you do, okay? Like, I use Google for everything. We just used it twice since we started. I'm leaving this thing, okay? So Google is an extremely valuable resource. WebMD and diagnosing your illnesses is not a good resource, okay? <laughs> but Google is going to help you for a lot of things. But when in doubt, if you ever need to know again, protein, four calories each and every single time. Carbohydrates. Ooh, do we agree? Is there the same amount of calories in a carb than there is a protein? Not a clue. I love that answer. I would say yes, but she looked it up today. No, I was going to stop. We're going to have to quiet her down. You think it's eight? I love that. Thank you for somebody saying something different. You're wrong. It's four. But you know what we get? Yeah. A for effort, and I'll do a burpee for somebody trying. So, all right, silence I don't like. Answering is awesome. Cool. So we're gonna stop right there then. She said she was surprised to see that they're both the same. And that's where everybody goes wrong, okay? I use the same example just because it's very easy math. But so we look and we go, oh, there's 100 calorie Ritz crackers. I don't even know that's how you spell Ritz crackers. And we're gonna call this a protein bar. That's 100 calories, okay? Those 100 calories are completely different between those two food sources. Do we agree? From this one, if you're divided by four, you have 25 grams of carbs, and you have 25 grams of protein. Is it the same? No, that's where we gotta get into the next thing, okay? So when we're talking about these different things, we need to know where they come from, we also need to know what they do. So we'll get to that in just a second. But this, by people counting calories, is where we get thrown off, okay? Still at the end of the day, you need to burn more than you take in, that's just common sense, like that makes sense. But at the same time, where they come from is also important because some break down super fast, some break down super slow, and some will stay with you until you use them. And that's why it's so important to learn where those come from, not just knowing how many calories, okay? Now, without using Tina, fat has how many calories? Four. Four. I like Michael. Lori, you've been to eight of these and a mastermind and whatever. How many? Two. Wrong. Twelve. I'll do another burpee for you. I'm not. I'm not going to do one for two. So it's nine, guys. So. So, does that mean it's double as bad? But we've been taught calories are bad, right? So why is fat not double bad? Because you burn it longer, less longer. She said, because you burn it and it lasts longer. I'll go with that. But also, what is this? That's nine calories, right? Besides bogus stuff, what was calories? Energy. So it's double the amount of energy. She said it's going to break down slower. I don't know that yet. We're going to get to that part. But it's double the amount of energy, not double the amount of getting fat. Okay? So start with that. So now if you look at this same 
label right here, and there's 25 grams of fat, and that's putting you somewhere along the lines of 225 calories, okay? So does that make this then, if this is 225 calories, which is nine, whatever it is, nine calories, whatever, going over how many grams of actual total fat? Five times whatever. 25. Is that it? 25 times 9 is 225? Yeah. So when you're going through this way, guys, so if there was 25 grams of fat, 25 grams of protein, 25 grams of carbs, this item here is going to have 225 total calories. <coughs> These two are only going to have 100. Does this mean this is double worse than those other things? It means it's double the amount of energy. Okay? Now, could it also make you double fat? Maybe. Okay, we're going to get to that. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of that stuff. So what we need to do next then, now that we've gotten out of the fact that, oh, food contains calories, now we kind of get what that is and we get where they come from and some of that. Now we're going to talk about where these different food sources come from. So like, where do you get your protein from? And you guys can spit this out. Go ahead. Chicken. Chicken? What else? Meat, seafood, meat, seafood fish. Anything that flies, eggs. Love wins, it. Let's right there. Okay? So we're going to do, <laughs> who said it? If it flew, if it walked, if it swam, or derived from. I remember that one. <laughs> okay, so that could be eggs, somebody mentioned. Eggs don't fly, walk, or swim. It could be yogurt. They don't fly, walk, or swim, but they came from something that did. Okay, so does that make sense with that? Where do carbs come from? Bread. Bread. Grains. Pasta. Grains. Potato. Potato. I heard an F word too. Potato. No, I heard fruit. <laughs> Uh, some vegetables, okay. Anything else we can add there? I'll always say it in the same order, just so you always remember, because you can blast in your head. Pasta, potato, bread, rice. Cool. There's two. One was mentioned already, the F one. What's the other one that's missing here that's definitely a carb? Delicious. What is cancer <laughs> fuel? What is diabetes fueled by? What is sugar? Sugar, okay. So, when we're looking at this, we talked about all calories aren't created equal, right? Are all carbs created equal? No. Carbs aren't bad, guys. Carbs, when we get to it in a second, you're going to see are very important, right? Now, if you go on a keto-type diet or you do something where you completely restrict them, then you, yes, you do not need carbs. Your body will eventually fuel off fat and all that kind of stuff. But for the day-to-day -day life, if you are not following something extreme keto, you need to implement carbs into your life, and we'll explain why and how they go into your day. Fats, where do they come from? What are all of us? I mean, let's be honest. We're not. We're not. Oh. All right, hold on. Let, I should have rephrased that. Oh, no. What do we think of Kathy? Nuts. What else? Where do we get fat from? I like it. Dairy. I'm not doing a burpee yet. Dairy. I'll take it. What else? There's a blanket answer for this. So, nuts, we get it from? Oils. Oils, perfect. If we're using this example, what does dairy come from? Animals. Okay, so animals, animal fat. What else? I like that. So avocados and coconut are going to have fat. What else? We're missing a main one. Seeds. Sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds. Any type of seed is going to be a fat source. Nuts are going to be a fat source. Oils are going to be a fat source. Animal meats are going to be a fat source. Excuse me. And then you have two very different types, which is going to be your avocado and coconut oil. Now, here's how I want to explain fats real quick, because fats are going to be some good, some bad. 
It doesn't mean that there's a flat, easy answer for it, but one of the easiest ways is to tell if it's saturated fat or unsaturated fat, okay? Saturated fat is going to be sticky. It clings to your arteries. It basically clogs things up. Unsaturated fat is going to be smooth and help everything slide kind of through the body, for your blood, for your joints, for kind of everything in your body to make it function properly. It also makes your blood less sticky and less likely to have heart risk and blockages and things along those lines. So, if I gave you saturated fat or unsaturated fat in front of you today in a cup, would you know which is which? No. No. Carrie Ann, would I know which is which? I would think so. And how would I know? You told us. But how? <laughs> one is solid, one is Yeah. Well, she said one's clear, one's cloudy, you're close. One Mike? Solid, one's Yeah. At room temperature, saturated fats are solid. At room temperature, unsaturated fats are liquid. Okay? The easiest way to remember this is you put bacon or beef, you put it off to the side, and what happens in that pan afterwards? The fat, basically, yes, it solidifies. That is a saturated fat. Does that make sense? Yeah. Your olive oil sits out all day long. Does it ever turn solid? No. Coconut oil sits out. Does it turn solid? It does. Because coconut oil is actually a saturated fat, but it's a healthy saturated fat. The difference of these two right here, these fall into a whole different category called MCT. It's a medium chain triglyceride. You don't need to get into all fancy with this, but your body almost sees these almost as like a carbohydrate. Okay? So they actually break down a little bit slower and you actually get very good energy from them. You'll hear the term superfoods, but those are going to be ones that serve multiple categories. So like certain superfoods we'll see are a fiber and also like a fruit or something. You'll see some that are like a fat and they also have an excess amount of vitamins or more, uh, I'm sorry, minerals. You'll see some that are, everything is going to be different, but it's going to cover multiple categories, basically how you want to think about some of that stuff. Chia seeds, great one. It's a seed, it's a fiber, okay? So a lot of these different things here, what you're looking at is your nuts, oils, animal fats, and those seeds, those are going to be like your healthier types of fats. Bacon grease, animal meats, those different things, the after effect might not be the healthier fat. Okay? So that's where straining out your fats when you cook your meat makes a big, big difference. When you're cooking, you cannot cook off protein. You can cook off fat. So if you're cooking off a burger, here it has whatever, we'll say 16 ounces just for easy math. We'll go easier. 10 ounces is what your patty is when you put it on for easy math. Okay? You cook it, when you take it back off, you weigh it, it's eight ounces. What happens? You let it be cooked with fat off. Okay? Now, if you have it in a casserole, in a bake, if you have it in any of that, are you cooking it in the fat off? No. no. You're cooking it in it. Okay? Big differences. Okay? So when you're actually figuring out your calories and macros and all that kind of stuff, you actually almost need to weigh afterwards too because you need to see what you cooked off. Okay? So for you who's being super strict with measuring, that would be a good idea is to measure post weight and see. Because some meats you'll see, they start off like, it's like a hockey puck when you're done. So, and that's where a good quality meat obviously comes into play. So this is going to be your source, guys. The so source here. All right, so what do they do now? So what does protein do? Build muscles. Builds muscles, what else? Builds, repairs, I love both those answers. Gives you, oh, I like it, a sustainable energy. We'll use that, I've actually never done, but I'll call it sustain. and I'll put that as satiety also. Keeps you full. Anything else for protein? Lori, anything? Carrie Ann, anything? Michael, anything? I'm good with that. What do carbs do? 
things. Make you happy. Yep. <laughs> they make you happy. And they what? They give you fast energy. So when you're looking at this, they give you energy. <coughs> and they make you happy. It's a truth. That's what bats do. It's exactly what it does. Alright? Who started a low carb diet before? Who was nice their first three, four days? Wait. Facebook world, you can answer too. No one, all right? So, now, can your body adjust? Of course it can. But when you take that away, I mean, that's what carbs are. They're quick energy and you happy, okay? Your body, when you get tired, it does not crave a chicken breast. It craves carbs. It's a true story, okay? Now, the next thing, fats. What do they do? Long term. Keep everything moving. It's a lubricant. What else? Burn slow. Burn slow. Keeps it full. Oh, I love that. That's actually very, very good. Helps for absorption. Helps for the kind of digestion. Yes. I would say blood sugar. They keep your blood sugar a little bit more even. And it's because of the same thing Lori said. It's the same thing he said here. So basically, what happens is they just slow down how slow or how fast everything absorbs. Like you say, how slow. But they break everything down just a little bit slower. So the easy way to think of this without getting too far into it real quick, but if you take fruit, fruit's in and out, in and out, in and out. You put fruit with all of a sudden nuts or cheese and what happens? It keeps it full longer, right? Because now it's slowing down the rate of how fast that glucose is basically getting distributed and also how fast the insulin's response is and knocking that blood sugar back down. Because when blood sugar gets low, how do we feel? Tired, Tired irritable, grouchy, bitchy, moody, whatever, yeah, all those things, okay? We hit that nasty spot, it's hangry, yeah. So that's when you go that get down too low. So this helps for a lubricant with everything, okay? So it's not just inside your joints and stuff. It's actually for your heart flow. What else is fats good for? Brain. Brain. Because it's flowing everything. Again, think about that as making everything less sticky. So it's a lubricant. It's basically going to be your brain and heart. Keeps everything moving in your joints. It keeps you full and stabilizes blood sugar. And we can come up with a million other things that it does. Stable. <laughs> Where am I at? Stabilize. Yes, there you go. Cool. Stabilize blood sugar, not bogus stuff. Cool on fats. Makes sense, right? So the whole idea is if you really start to think about it when you're eating them, they kind of take on now a new life. When you're eating carbs, it's juicier. It's got more sugar. It's liquefies, whatever. Protein is what? It's dense. Okay? Protein's going to last a long time. Carbs. Definitely they fall apart in water, okay? So the whole idea when you start looking at this, now we gotta look at how long do they last in the system, okay? So when I eat protein, we're gonna put an eight ounce chicken breast in front of you. You eat that eight ounce, oh no, you're a growing boy. <laughs> we put an eight ounce chicken breast in front of you. See how fast I moved on from you. I put an eight ounce chicken breast in front of you and you eat the whole thing, you manage to eat it. How long does it keep you full for? A couple hours. A couple hours, let's put a, let's identify. On, pressure's on. Cool, I like that answer. Lori, would you say how long? You have a full chicken breast, eight ounces. How long do you see full for? At least four hours, six cool. hours. I like it. Are we in agreement somewhere around four or five hours, something like that? Now, if we have a protein shake, how long does that keep us full for? Still protein. Good answer. Good answer. How long did we say? Two hours, okay? So that's where we're gonna go. We're gonna have somewhere between like two to five hours is how long our protein is going to last. 
Hi. We go over to carbs. We have a sweet potato. Eight ounces. It's pretty big. Mm, How long to keep this full for? One and a half, two hours, I'll go with that. Piece of fruit, a couple strawberries. Like, like 10 minutes? One hour? One hour? Eight minutes, yeah. We get that? Let's go even further. Let's go back to childhood. Let me remember Kool-Aid. How long does Kool-Aid keep you full for? Two seconds. But it's got the same amount of calories. I thought calories is energy. It doesn't keep you full. It doesn't like that, okay? So, when you're talking about how long, We'll go between 30 seconds, and we'll go up to 90 minutes, because Jordan said so. Oh, actually, no, you said two hours, but we'll go somewhere in that range. Okay. Now, hopefully this never happens, and nobody's ever tempted to do this, but if you take an eight-ounce jar of peanut butter, you eat the whole thing. <laughs> How long are you full for? Before or after you get sick. Yeah. <laughs> after you get A week. Sick. A week. <laughs> and when do you poop again? Never. <laughs> So, we see the digestion time now a little bit different. So on this, on fats, let's just go three plus hours, but that could really exceed all the way to like eight hours. Even longer. I mean, again, you can do different research on people, like you can take dead bodies, but they'll still have seeds and stuff in their body, stuff that doesn't ever absorb. So like, there are certain things that like, again, are gonna absorb really, really fast, and some things just don't, okay? So that's where you're looking on that as far as how long. So now when we look at this, this is where we get to the final kind of chapter of like this whole kind of, uh, I guess, intro here. But when we look at this, if we know that protein comes from these sources, it helps build repair, sustains energy, keeps you full, and it lasts two to five hours, when's the best time of day that we should have protein? Oh, morning. All right, let's justify that. So you say morning and afternoon, why? Because it gives you the I didn't see it. It gives you sustain. All right. But you're not going to eat chicken and be like, let's get this day going. All right. All right. So. But you're eating eggs in the morning and saying, let's get this day going. I'm not. I don't like eggs. Give me the potatoes and toast. <laughs> so, you said morning. I'm going to go with it. Justify it. Somebody else help her. Why in the morning? What's happened all night long? It keeps you going and you haven't eaten. So what does your body do overnight while you're sleeping? Everything that says right there, right? So you think in the morning after it's basically used all that up all night, that you should put it in again. If this is what it, your body does at night, when else should you have protein? Night time. You before bed every night protein shake, buddy. It's huge, especially like how fast you're growing. Like how much have you grown just the last like year? You know, like five inches for it. You're like a full head from like last summer, <laughs> right? So I mean, like your protein is going to go so fast. Like how fast are your fingernails? How fast do you have to cut them? Twice a week, or you're going to add protein? It's going to be like three, four times. Our people in our contest that your nails grow so fast, like you basically like you're cutting every day because like your body's just like accelerating growth and everything. All right, builds, repairs, sustains energy. So we want to do this at night. When else do we want to help with building and repairing? After workouts, okay? Does that make sense there? Why after workouts? Because you're basically breaking everything down in your body. Okay. Post workout. And you're what, Jordan? You don't know how sore I am. My legs are so good from Tuesday. Every time I'm doing those, it's helping me too. All right. 
So morning, night, and post-workout, guys, those are going to be your main answers. Now, what you want to think about is this. Like, those are going to be probably your three most important times. What would you say is the most important time out of all of those? Post-workout? Yeah. There isn't a definite, but I would say post-workout is so important, okay? Because you can fast in the morning. You'll be okay. You can eat dinner at night and whatever, and it'll last a little longer or whatever. But post-workout, you've done so much immediate damage and intentional damage, okay? When we're doing this over and over again, all right, your biceps need that help. When you're squatting over and over again, your legs need that help, okay? So post-workout is one. We released a little teaser about the game of shreds on Tuesday. Yeah, awesome. So this new challenge is going to be something completely different. Like we've already kind of done a couple of meetings on it. We're, we're getting some stuff together. I will give you the first kind of clue and anybody's watching here. You're going to have a map. It's got 30 days of things you have to get done throughout that 30 days, okay? Some of those things are going to be stuff that we're going to initial off if you do. I can tell you the one that you're going to earn points on is if you have your post-workout shake and you drink in front of your trainer, you bring your card, you're getting it signed off on. Because we need to emphasize it. There's so many people here that are like, oh, I'll have one at home. BS here for 20 minutes, you drive to get the grocery store, then you get home, somebody stops you, interrupts you, you talk to a neighbor, whatever. It's an hour, hour and a half before you get that shake in. And what you gotta realize is like that window is so short, like you just worked out, your muscle's like a sponge. It wants all that good nutrients, okay? Who's gone and not eaten or had a shake or something for like 90 minutes after a workout? How do you feel? Shaky. Shaky? Why? Because there's nothing left. Blood sugar's down here, okay? What else do you feel? Sore. Sore the next day, probably. Yep, that's a great answer, actually. I wasn't even going there, but sore, yeah. Exhausted, tired? Tired and exhausted. That's what's happening. So what, why does your body feel tired and exhausted? It lost all its protein. And how, well, it lost its protein, but really it didn't. When you're working out, your body loses what? Your carbs, blood Your muscles broke down, so you're at boot camp. Cool, so let's, let's take this, all right? So your body goes into workout, it's like a fire drill. Okay? All the energy, all the adrenaline, all the carbs, everything gets burned out. Okay? Then you have these muscles that are basically depleted and trying to soak up as much nutrients as you can, but there's no nutrients in the body. You get 90 minutes later, what has your body survived off of? What? It's own muscle. It survived off itself. It's it survived off its muscle. Okay? Guys, if your body's first instinct was to survive off this, how would we all look? Rip. Your body is going to burn that first. Your body's going to waste muscle before it's going to waste weight back, which works the other way. All right? So what happens is your body starts now, the muscle that's already been broken down during a workout, your body's like, well, I need something, and it starts breaking that down. What happens to your blood sugar as that starts happening? It tanks even lower and lower and lower. So not only do we feel shaky, we feel nauseous, we feel irritable. We get kind of that same spot that we feel at 2 p.m. or 2.30 when we don't eat after a workout. So your goal is... You bring your shake, it sits in that refrigerator. Your keys either go in the fridge right next to your shake or put your keys right on top so you can't leave the building without your keys or your shake. It'd be weird if you found a way. <laughs> but it would, yeah, there's no possible way. So unless you just went in there, grab your keys and really went brain dead, which Michael and I probably have a chance of wandering or doing something like that. <laughs> Somebody comes up and asks a question, I'm like, yeah, and I got my keys with no shake. But the, the chances of it are very rare, okay? So you put that protein back in post-workout, it fuels it. Now that your muscles have that protein, now what's it going to survive off of for the next little bit? Your sugar, whatever's left, and if there's no sugar left, then it'll start going into fats, okay? So here's the whole thing you need to look at. At the end of your workout, your blood sugar's the lowest, your heart rate's the highest. This window right here creates the most amount of fat burn. Ride that wave as long as you want after your workout, as long as your body's still moving. But as soon as that heart rate starts coming right back down, 
you better get that protein shake in there so that way the fat burning still continues. Because if not, you just get down to this, I'm at a rested state, my blood sugar is low, and what does your body want to do? Yeah. Call into bed. <laughs> not the answer. Okay? So, carbs. What's our best time to put carbs in? If we now know this, it gives us energy and it makes us happy, when do we want to eat this? Before you're active. Before workout. Jordan, when do you want to be happiest? <laughs> <laughs> but we can't eat carbs 24 7 if we want to be lean so we said pre-workout so right here just by putting in some definitions here we already have now our pre-workout and we have our post-workout so we're starting to like put together our day what's another time that we want to make sure it depends on your day though when you work out I love that. it depends on your day okay so your answer here is pre-workout and pre-activity so, if you have a job that is super busy and productive and mobile and everything in the morning, then you want to make sure you're having carbs, some sort of fruit, it could be oatmeal, it could be toast, it could be whatever you like in the morning, but that's when you would want to put it in. If you're working out at 445, when would you want to do carbs? If it's at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, I like that, okay? So now we're starting to build in our windows. So it's like, oh, I work out at 445 every day, it only lasts 90 minutes. 3 o'clock might even be too early. Let's go 3.30. Do I feel nauseous now in my workout? No. I could probably move it up even closer and get more energy out of it. And you're trying to just play a game. Again, remember, we started off with saying everybody's different. Somebody might metabolize an apple in 20 minutes and you can work out and have great energy. And by the end of that workout, that apple's already burned off and you're burning fat. Okay? Some of you, that apple burnt, you're going to be burping it up the whole entire workout because <laughs> your body doesn't break it down. Do you think your body's burned off that apple and you're burning into fat burning? No. Probably need to eat that apple 20, 30, 40 minutes sooner. Okay? Everybody is different. Don't try one time, but it didn't work for me. Okay? Do it again. Right? It's over and over and over again. It's trial and error, trial and error. There is no perfect science to weight loss or else we would all be ripped. And it doesn't happen. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of sacrifice. But when you learn food, it's a little work, a little sacrifice, and you start seeing things happen. And that way you just dial it in, dial it in, dial it in, dial it in. Every time you get a sticking point, just changing something just a little bit, right? When normally, like we talked about in last Saturday's workshop, when people hit a sticking point, what do they do? Drastic diet, drastic workouts, or even better, they just quit. Does that work? No, it's going to quit. It doesn't work at all. <laughs> so the whole idea is when something goes off, you're either going to tighten up your pre-workout meal, you're going to increase a little food maybe in your post-workout meal to help your healing, but there's something that's always going to change, either up a little more in protein or fat, or down a little bit in carbs, or moving your carb time around, all right? But it's not drastic anymore. So on fats right here, what would be the best time to eat it? It keeps us full, helps keep our body Probably mobile and loose and whatever. Nighttime. Nighttime. Like it, what else? In between meals. In between meals. Nighttime, in between meals. Fat is how I like to give this example. Fat is your bridge. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is your Pasco Hillsboro Pinellas. How about that? <laughs> your fat's going to connect you. It's going to hold over the trip. Okay? We eat dinner, I talk about this all the time. We eat dinner probably like 9.30, 9.45. In that front seat, in the cup holder right there, is a thing of peanuts, spicy peanuts, because I love them that way. Protein shake in the fridge. I will leave. The peanuts are my reminder when I see them there that if I forget, I gotta go back inside, get my happy ass, get my shake, but I leave. So a shake and fats is always what I have when I leave. So at 8 o'clock, whatever time it might be, protein and fat goes in. I don't even need to eat dinner at that point, okay? By the time 9.30 comes around, whatever we eat dinner, I'm really not that hungry. It's normally like, you ready to eat? 
yeah, okay. Well, what do you want? <laughs> and we have rebuild, so it's not like we have to come up with a meal. We just got to heat it up for 90 seconds. But it's still, it's like, are you hungry? No. And that's kind of how it goes. If I didn't have that and I got to 9.30 and I was starving, would that meal be enough? No. And then what happens after that meal? I want more. And then what happens at 10.30? I want more. Do you okay. ever skip the meal after? I don't. I've done a shake before and been like, I'm okay, but like I don't like doing that because I know what'll happen is the next morning I'll wake up nauseous. Yeah. Almost always. So like, if I skip it, like she said, do you ever skip it? I could. I legitimately could because I'm really not hungry when it comes to that time, but I eat it because I know what's going to happen. I'll be nauseous in the morning or 11, 30, 12 o'clock. I'm trying to like sleep and I'm like, Scoop of peanut butter. And then what am I going to eat at that time? A chicken breast or do I want carbs? Carbs. Okay. So that's that part. So right here, think about it as a bridge. It's between meals. I love it. I was really going to do this in like a 10 or 15 minute, but you guys are awesome tonight. So I'm going to spend as much time as you need. Between meals and nighttime. Why at nighttime? What is the warmer that you have? Why? keeps your blood sugar stable while you're sleeping. The other thing that's really remarkable too is that actually fast before bed will increase your positive hormones of like your testosterone, keep your estrogen at bay. So it's also beneficial on that side of it. Um, it also will help you get into a deeper sleep if you have some sort of fat like either calcium or magnesium, <coughs> so cheese, cottage cheese, yogurt. So those things will help too. So there's a lot of benefits when you're doing these type of things at night. If you eat carbs at night right before bed, do you think your body's getting into a deep sleep? No, but I'll tell you what happens. People that can't sleep, they can eat ice cream right before bed and go to sleep and they'll sleep fine, okay? Well, what happens 90 minutes into their sleep? Their blood sugar goes And then what's their body doing with all that extra sugar that's in their system? It just keeps it. Do you want that? No. Okay, so the whole idea is if you put in fast protein, it keeps your blood sugar stable, like what Adrian said, you wake up in the morning, hopefully you don't feel too hungry, hopefully you don't feel nauseous, hopefully you don't feel like you need to eat a bowl, fine, you just go and eat. Okay? And then you start to process over again. Right? So if we're looking at this then, for most people, protein and free activity carbs is going to be their breakfast. Their snack in between breakfast and lunch is going to be food. If you're active, middle, morning, 10 to 11, it's also going to have fats and boom. Love it. Lunchtime is going to have what? It's a D word. It depends. Lunch, if you are still active in the afternoon, always going to be protein, but it's going to have carbs. If you are sedentary in your afternoon, it's going to be proteins and fats, okay? That's where you're going to come into play with this. So now, do you work a night shift or do you work at odd hours? I work like 12 to 6. 12 to 6. So your morning, your breakfast will have no carbs, but your carbs are going to be at 11 or 11.30, which is from what mom says when you wake up anyway. <laughs> I'm off the couch. I know you get out of bed and you go to the couch. Okay. She's told me the story. She's trying to be well. So when you get off the couch then, that's when you eat your carbs. Does that make sense? It's not. It's meant to be a good thing. We all wish, just everybody wish that they could sleep better at like whatever age you're at. Soak it up. It gets harder and harder to sleep. Your brain just starts racing more as you get older. So that's kind of like your, your mid-morning, that's your lunch. So at lunch now, if you look and you know that at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, you have a busy work schedule, you need to make sure you put carbs in there. Because if you don't, if you're like, I'm just going to have a chicken salad today, you are a Kids. You are not the person that you want to be working next to, so don't put that on somebody else. And you need those carbohydrates, you need that stuff, because if you're trying to exert full power and you don't have carbs in your system, what is your body functioning on? 
it's breaking down in muscle wasting. You don't want to do that. So that's where you need to make sure that you have that fuel and that activity. It's like lighter fluid on the fire. If you've got to heat up your afternoon, then you better heat it up with a little bit of carbohydrates. It doesn't mean a lot, and we'll get into some of that if you need to, but the whole idea is you need some, okay, and get into the afternoon. Now, if you know that you kind of have a light schedule, like you're probably slow, right, from 12 to 3. <laughs> no, is that when you get this? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I'm not. Where? No, I can. Yeah. 5 a.m., though, you're slammed yeah. until like noon or 2. She's got a patient shot, so I figure early morning. Sorry for the suit. <laughs> but. I wish. <laughs> whenever you close, you close at 3? 3. Okay, so from 3 till whenever, 6, it's slow, right? So your carbs would not be at 2 o'clock. Your carbs then is going to be at like 4 30 o'clock. Okay? And it really just needs to match up with your schedule. So she might do carbs early morning, 6, 7, 8 a.m., and she might do carbs again at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So there might be a whole middle of the day where it's vegetables, proteins, fats, and those type of things, but no extra carbs added in. Because now she's in that deficit where her body can still be burning. She still has her metabolism. She's still sustaining life. She's alive. Um, but the whole idea is you want to make sure you're fueling only for what your activity is going to be. You got your hand? Yeah, I sit behind a desk like that. It's low carbon. And then eat your carbs before you come. So like Leslie, who might be watching, but her whole thing, and again, like I say, everybody's different. Like, that's where you need to use me, and that's really like where we start setting up those different checkpoints for you. Like, Leslie did not want to give up popcorn. Popcorn to me is normally a food you eat at night in front of the TV, and, you know, that type of thing. So, microwaves the bag before she leaves work. So, from 4.30 to her drive here, this is how it used to be at least, on her drive here, that would be her pre workout snack, would be popcorn. That way she had it every single day. She still got to enjoy it, but it would be before workout. Now, Leslie doesn't work out. <coughs> I didn't see her name come up. Oh, yeah, you didn't see her name come up. She'll no. watch this later. <laughs> last week, because I called her out, it was either like last Thursday, last Saturday, whatever it was. She's like, I watched that, you know. And she's like, I haven't had a magnum bar in this long. <laughs> so we had to her out. So when we're looking at this, guys, this is kind of how you start to set up your day. As far as your plate and your portions, we don't need to get too crazy into this, but when you're looking at it, it's like this. Your meat, that's your T-bone. That's your potato right there. That's your broccoli. <laughs> Alright, so your broccoli is going to take up like half your plate. So if that's your vegetables, your green beans, it could be, I've been killing Brussels sprouts lately, which I never ate them as a kid, but love them for some reason. I know, Rebuilt makes them amazing. They're, it's, it must just be cooked in whatever the meat juice is, because it is like, you eat them and it tastes like you're taking like steak or whatever. Oh, they're so good. It's amazing. I've never made my own either. I just had from what they made. But the whole idea here is that you're going to be greater than or equal to your protein size is going to be bigger than your carbs. Okay? So if we're looking, we're going to have carbs at lunch and we're going to have it at 4 o'clock. Your protein portion just needs to be bigger whenever you're eating your carbs. It's a really simple thing. Okay? So when you're going to a restaurant, you sit down at Chili's, you order the, what's the thing that Ashley always gets? Fiesta line chicken? Margarita chicken. Margarita chicken. And they serve it with rice. The rice it takes up this much room. It's the healthiest meal too on their, on their menu. The chicken is this big, you need to take that rice and just kick some of it off. You can bring it home, you can eat it later, you can do whatever. But make sure you set up your portion ahead of time. This is your meat, this is your carb, you're good to go. No guilt, okay? But that's how it needs to be done. It needs to be planned. It needs to be at the right time. You need to just make sure you're having a little more protein in those carbs. All right, does that help? All right, so what's the biggest takeaway? I wanna start doing this after every single summer because we had, did you guys watch the video, like the after part of the seminar from the Saturday, the workshop from this past Saturday? Like there was like tears. It was like, it, oh, I posted Tuesday. It, it was yeah. awesome, guys. Like everything <laughs> I said was like, we didn't even need to listen to it. Like what they talked about, Ron DeCantu and some of the others, like it was like, it was for real. So 
What was the takeaway from today? Tina, you were pretty active. What's Well, I didn't realize that that's enough part of much time and then again before I talk to you. Okay, so for active. I'm getting my protein shake before I come because in the morning when I come if I need anything else, I'm burping and having Exactly, like green So, But that one actually the protein shake is kind of not doing that. But yep. eat something else and then eat the protein shake. Absolutely. Now if, for instance, you want to do a protein shake before a workout, there's no problem with that. And I did one today on the way this morning to my workout. I actually did one on the way here this afternoon. So if you can digest it, great. If you need it maybe like a 90-minute, two-hour before to have that shake, that's fine too. So when you're looking at that, like there's nothing wrong with the shake beforehand, um, but after is very, very important, obviously. All right, takeaway, Kenny. Actually, let's go with this half the size of our family. So let's take away, guys. Uh, the timing of Cool. So like, and now which in particular? Was there one that the family maybe had wrong? Or I'm gonna say this and you're just gonna look at me without looking at that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think we need to do more of the fats actually. Probably, for most people. And stuff like that. One thing that's really cool about fats, guys, and keep this in mind with like vegetables. Vegetables almost have the same response in your body as fats. They keep you full for a long time. They keep everything healthy and they keep everything moving. They just do it in the digestive system instead of everything else. So like your vegetables have the same effect as kind of what a fat does, but just here as opposed to everywhere else. So like if you can't eat enough fat, which most people can't, it's very hard to make sure you get enough fat, vegetables are your filler. And they're your bridge and they're great at night because they keep your blood sugar balance stable. Basically whatever a fat does, is almost basically what vegetables help with, it just doesn't help with like the viscosity of like your blood and stuff. Perfect. And so the other thing too that you want to keep in mind is like even like the lunch meat roll-ups. Like I've been doing. Leslie mentioned something weird with like um, pickles and um, yeah, and the cheese and cream cheese. What I've been doing is just taking actually like a piece of like Munster cheese or cheddar cheese, put some sliced turkey on top, and put a pickle, and I roll it up, and the crunch has just been amazing. Like I have to thank Leslie for that. It's been really awesome. But pepperoni is going to be okay for you, which is not for everybody else necessarily. Cheese, like block cheese, will be okay for you. So you can get away with a little bit more being sedentary than some other people. But then when you have those big car bays, you better make sure you keep that fat over for a day. That way your body has a chance to burn that off. He doesn't get to look at it. Awesome. <laughs> How old are you, Kenny? Can yeah, you're awesome. Yeah. You're, you're what I want to be. He's the same weight as when he graduated. Nobody's that. Nobody. Nobody's that. Nobody. Yeah, no, I want to be like you. It's really, there's a few people I can identify. It's like, yeah, that's it. Like, that's health. Oh, I'll never be that. I like fighting to see under 200. It's like, man, right every day between 199, 202. Hunter, what did we learn today? And then I'll go to mom. <laughs> I, hold on, I couldn't hear you. What did you say? She's right. Mom's right. Oh, okay. Cool. So what else, guys? What did you? What was she right about? suggest to you. 
couple things that don't go bad as easily, like apples, just get bags of apples. Like you need oh, to make sure. Eat apples oh. every day. Throughout. <laughs> Family needs to buy a dehydrator. You need to start making like some at home beef jerky for this boy so you can just like rip stuff all day long. Yeah. And peanut butter. If you can't, it's hard to obviously carry that around and it's a little more expensive to buy your individual cup. Or go on Amazon and just buy a bunch of the little like single servings. You can rip it and you can lick it out or use your finger to scoop it. Uh, if you can, yeah, and again, if you have something horrible like a celery stick to become a spoon, do that too. And then I've been putting more um, salami, prosciutto, ham, whatever I can get them to put in there, man. Yeah. Really think about that. Your apple's going to have your quick acting energy. It's also going to have a lot of fiber, basically as much as oatmeal. You don't have to worry about making your, your protein from the beef jerky is going to give you that. If mom seasons it or you have a little bit of sodium, it's going to help for your running. So when you're actually excreting sweat and you're excreting sodium, you're not going to cramp going to have a little bit extra in there. And then obviously the fats is going to help. It's going to have fiber. It's going to be full. It's going to help obviously double up where we have double up your floor. Okay. So that would be, this is a 16-year-old kid, so nobody take this advice around. No, it's actually really good advice. I bet we would just all tone it down. Like I do beef jerky. I do cashews. I do basically what I told you. Apples is what I do on the way here. But um, just our quantities aren't going to be the same. Mom, was there anything takeaway other than that? Okay, we just need to eat way more because you were right. Well, no. <laughs> um, the biggest thing uh, when we were sitting there talking about that, I used to get lunch. Like, like, I love you saying. And that's not a good thing because we get home. We usually eat dinner at four o'clock, which is really early for most people, but it's a lot of workout. But then what about seven o'clock? I'm walking around the house and I'm like, I'm dinner. Yeah. Something, but you're still gonna get hungry at seven. It's an early dinner. 
Yeah. So we have that a lot too. Like we'll have people the same thing. Like early birds, they eat, you know, four thirty or five o'clock. They go out, they have their drink, they whatever it is. But like seven thirty-eight, they're still not asleep yet. Wine or beer, and again, I'm not saying forever, but this is just kind of how clients work. Wine or beer, all of a sudden now their body's not in homeostasis. They're like, I need to level myself out. And what are they craving? Food. So the whole idea is like. It happens no matter what our lifestyle is. We just have different ways of inducing these same things to ourselves. But um, yeah, find a snack for that late afternoon. And a fat bomb might be an awesome idea. I used to have the same problem and I just keep like the protein powder in my desk drawer. Yeah. Really? At, at work? Yeah, I have like a whole cool. thing of it. So that, and just an empty shaker. Yeah. So we have water fountains. So it's, yep. if I don't have any. Yeah, shaker. my big thing is with my schedule. But you mentioned something, and so what if a lot of our nurses do, because it goes to the same type of situation. They're on the go, they can't eat on the floor. So one of the things you recommend is taking a, a one bar or a quest bar, cutting it down the center, and then cutting it into fives or sixes. So you have like 10 to 12 pieces of like a bar. Put it in a little Ziploc bag and keep it in your pocket. Like it's gum or it's a protein bar. Nobody knows the difference, but like that way you can, pull, you know what I'm saying? And the other part is like she said, making a, a protein shake. That's cool, but even if you just had it pre-made in advance and it was in your tumbler, like it was water, like right. you still got to drink water. So if you were just slowly sipping on some protein throughout that, right. now that might be where you incorporate your fruits, some Greek yogurt, and you actually make it into like a bigger smoothie. So it's not as concentrated with protein, but it has protein in it. Right. And that's where making like ice cubes in an ice cube tray with like Greek yogurt. So that way you're putting that in, it's blending it up. You're still getting the icy, but it's making it creamier and more protein, that type of thing. That's where that can help because you have fruits, you can even throw some like kale or spinach, and then you can actually volum volumize, yeah, whatever your shake and make more, you know, nourishment kind of into it. Um, I love the idea Carrie Ann said, and that's one thing for all of you guys to really keep in mind is like in a pinch is where we normally make our mistakes. When we're prepared, we do a little bit better. So like a baby food, um, not baby food, baby formula dispenser, they have three chambers. They hold perfect scoop and a half to two scoops of protein. They cost you three, four bucks, fill them all up, close it, and hopefully you never need it again. But if you do need it, you rotate it, pop the top off, dump it right into your shake, shake it up, and you're good to go, all right? So that's something you don't always have to have a shake ready, you don't always have to have whatever, but like you just keep your baby formula dispenser with your six scoops in it, and you're good to go at any time. And you might need to do beef jerky, that sounds even, but it is. Think about how long that would last you. You know, and again, like sodium, everybody's worried about sodium, but if you guys are active, like you're going to sweat it off as long as you're staying active with that stuff. So, um, you know, it, it might help. So, um, anything else anybody can think of with this? The last thing that kind of sparked my mind with that is like, guys, don't confuse dehydration with being hungry. If you don't drink water during the day, you're going to be thirsty at night, but you're going to confuse it for hunger. It's just what happens, okay? If you avoid salt during the day, I know we've talked about some of this stuff. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to avoid salt. It's not good. It's bad for my blood pressure, whatever. Guess what happens at night? You're super thirsty and you think that you're hungry and you're really not because you haven't had salt in your body, okay? So I've said this before. I'll say it again. When you take a dog in to go put a dog down, it's an overdose of potassium, which basically pumps all the sodium out of the body, and you have a tight contraction, you die, okay? So if you don't have sodium in your body, your body's always going to have cramps, and that's kind of what happens with it. So it also happens to where your body gets hungry. You get 
dehydrated. There's so many effects that happen by not having enough water in the system or not having enough sodium in the system. So I'm not saying that you need to salt all your food. Just don't avoid sodium. If you are on a blood pressure medication, same thing. I am not a doctor. I cannot treat, prevent, cure, diagnose any disease, and I am not giving a medical diagnosis or recommendation. But I am just saying if it was me, what I would do is I would still keep my sodium the same because what are those diuretics intended to do? Make you pee more sodium. Okay, so the whole idea is like we're creating a nation of dehydrated people, and then we also take a bunch of statins, which statins re reduce fats out of your joints. And so we have fibromyalgia and tired and arthritic people all over that are cramping up. All right, it's not good. Yeah, pickle juice, exactly. Make sure you're drinking enough water throughout the day. It's huge. Make sure you're not avoiding salt. It's huge. Because so many people are like, oh, I'm craving something salty and crunchy at night before bed. Why? Your body's not dumb. Just like it's not going to crave a chicken breast, it's going to crave carbs. At night, if you haven't had enough salt, same thing with the quota. If you haven't had enough, it's going to crave the remaining. So you need to make sure you're not neglecting any type of nutrient. Nutrient, micronutrient, macronutrient, it's all going to be beneficial and impactful for you. Cool, y'all? Love it. Anybody want to take a picture of the board? Other than that, we're good to go, guys. See ya. Bye.